0: Beautiful. Well, you know, we're going to chat very uh, briefly about your book, but the Get yes. On Code Show was really focused on empowerment. Yes. So we're trying to find ways that we can become empowered by all that we consume, all that we get involved in. And uh, your book is uh, part of that empowerment.
1: Yes. So Thank you.
0: Hey, Code Keepers, we're here with the good brother, George McCall, Callman, McCallman, McCallman,
1: McCallman, McCallman
0: yes. author of illustrated black history i mean look it's thick and
1: thick and it's juicy th- it's thick and juicy, <laughs> thick
0: and juicy. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to put it man thick and juicy so hey i know you're saying seiko what's this have to do about empowerment stay tuned what's this have to do with black empowerment stay tuned all right welcome to get on code the fly guy show which is a series of melanated conversations Focused on empowerment, health, wealth, and knowledge itself. People think in binary choices because they are conditioned to. And on the wall was a picture of a wolf and a lion. I think the
1: wolf was the Democratic Party, the lion was the Republicans. But the drug trade
0: and all these illegal stuff that uh, people do, that's still economics. It's just that they couldn't do it in a traditional system. We're talking about melanated wealth. So we can build wealth, but we just, for some reason... Don't seem to be able to transfer it. You had a great experience. Fine. That means nothing. What were you told as a child about education? You had to be how many times better? Every impression
1: without an expression becomes depression.
0: Yes, sir. Code keepers. We have the good brother, George McCallman, illustrated black history. And I'm telling you, I put it down, but I shouldn't have put it down. because I, <laughs> I can't put it down. I can't look. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Shirley Chisholm, banger, banger. Shirley Chisholm.
1: Shirley Anita Chisholm. That's right.
0: All right. I'm. I'm just. I'm playing page uh, portfolio. Let's see what happens. Oh, bam! Thornton Dial.
1: Yes. Thornton Dial. Dial.
0: Now, yes. Now, Thornton Dial. He's not one as as well known as no. you know the ancestor Shirley Chisholm. So yes. tell us about Thornton for those of us who haven't had a chance to go through these pages yet.
1: Well, I'll tell you that the um, the subhead title of the book uh, will tell you a lot about what this book is, and it is honoring illustrated Black history, honoring the iconic and the unseen. And what I wanted to do was throw a light on the our forebearers, some of whom are still with us, um, the people who paved the way for all of us that have made our society better. And um, Thornton is an, is an artist, and he's an artist that mo- more people should know about. And, you know, as I was deciding the people that I wanted to have in this book, uh, what I wanted to do was focus on the people who are not as well-known there are a lot of people that are part of our everyday language. You know, Barack is not in this book. Oprah is not in this book. You know, even at the beginning of the book, I have paintings of Malcolm X and, and MLK. They are not in the book. Um, Harriet Tubman is painted at the beginning of the book. There are a lot of folks that are just part of the fabric of everyday uh, excellence. But what I wanted to do was focus on a few of the people who I thought uh, Really needed to be more celebrated.
0: Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Now, I just played the uh, the portfolio page game, and I landed on Althea Gibson. Yes. Uh, I tell you, uh, whew, you know, Serena just retired. Yes. And so, interestingly enough, I started hearing people mention Althea Gibson. Mm -hmm. while Serena was talking about her retirement. Yes. All right, so you highlighted some well-knowns, and you also highlighted some people we need to make well-known. Yes. Why was Althea Gibson strong enough to make your cut? I mean, we didn't make the cut. but didn't make the cut. Oprah (laughs) did
1: not make the cut. Did not make the cut. Um, what I wanted to show with Althea, you know, there's a reason that Althea is in the book and, and Arthur Ashe is not in the book. Um, what I wanted to show is basically, uh, there's more of an emphasis on, frankly, women in the book. There are more, there are a few more women in the book than men. And what I was saying is that basically women basically still don't get their due as, as pioneers, that they are often seen as the wives and girlfriends of, and they're rarely seen just as accomplished in their own right, even when they are uh, attached to famous and accomplished men. And what I wanted to show was Althea was every bit the pioneer that Arthur Ashe was. And frankly, she had to work harder because she's a woman to establish her, her accomplishments. And, and I wanted to show that she was like one of the originators. Like we know, so we know what Serena and Venus have done and what they have paved the way for Naomi and Coco and, and all of the, the, the new uh, wave of black, uh, black sports titans. But the originator is Althea.
0: Dope, dope, dope. And I'm saying that here in Virginia. I'm saying that here in Hampton Roads, Virginia, where I'm 45 minutes away from Richmond, Virginia, you know, yes. the uh, birthplace of Arthur Ashe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was interesting to me that at a, a recent tennis match that was widely publicized and covered, it was in Arthur Ashe Stadium. Yes. But do we have an Althea Gibson Stadium?
1: No, right. That's That's exactly it. And just you know, one of the things that Serena and Venus have done so beautifully is, you know, they have had to deal with so much overt racism within their sport. And Serena was basically one of the first people to to just put it out there. You know, there's there's this can this way of thinking about sports stars that they're supposed to not say anything; they're just supposed to smile and wave for the cameras. And what I love about Serena is that when she's not happy, she's not happy. And she's not smiling for anybody. And, and I really appreciate that, that the Williams sisters have moved that conversation forward. That this misnomer that all athletes are treated the same way, that the only reason that Serena and Venus have received the racism that they have is because they're Black. Their, their progenitors have not had to deal with any of this. They're, they're contemporaries, I mean, I mean to say. And so it's just, it's really good to be reminded, you know, what Arthur had to deal with, he deserves. He deserves buildings and statues and, and so does Althea.
0: And so does Althea. You know, Publishers Weekly stated that your book, is a vivid survey of black history and that the history leaps off the pages. So look, you're a graphic artist. And I, I don't want to pigeonhole you cuz you're you're an author. So you're a creative, you're a creator. You know, how do you get artwork to leap off pages the same way that uh publishers weekly described it? That's 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 just got to be a, a work of god.
1: Mhm. There's, there was a lot of spirituality in the making of this of this book. I was definitely communing with, um, with the subjects, with the pioneers. And there was a lot of the making of the art that I I often didn't even know. It wasn't it wasn't my brain working. It was my body and my soul working. And I felt that I was being called in to to represent aspects of their humanity and their soulfulness and their accomplishments and that's one of the reasons that all the styles are different i basically started from scratch with every portrait there are no two portraits alike i use different tools i used my hands and my fingers and pens and pens like whatever i had in front of me in terms of what i was called to use is what i use and that's why they're all so unique
0: Well, that's interesting that you talked about the spiritual piece because um, in The New Yorker, one of the critics talked about how he's always gotten, always gotten such a lift from George McCallman's work, both spiritual and visual. Uh, And so it's interesting because you just described the visual work as being
1: spiritual. Mm hmm.
0: And mm-hmm. others are picking it up as being both spiritual and visual.
1: And, so, and it, that, that has been wild, you know, just hearing other people's views. Like, I just had my sense of what this is. But then when we started sharing the book and people like Thelma Golden, who runs the Studio Museum of Harlem, and Hilton Alls, who is a, a pioneer to me growing up as a teenager in New York, I, I wrote. I read all of his writing and to know him now as a person and and know how much I value his words, to to have him say this about my work. You know it it like leaves me passed out on the floor over there. I had to <laughs> pick myself up to come over here for this interview.
0: <laughs> Incredibly Incredibly. but I, I do see the connection, particularly the way you just described it, in creating. And being led by creative forces, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and I and I, be,
1: I believe in that. I believe in the power of the ephemeral energy that that we as Black people are really connected to. We know that there is a higher, a higher power and a higher calling. Well,
0: uh, Natalie, the author of Queen Sugar, and I, I'm not sure if that's just the book or the series.
1: Both is both. both? She is she. She wrote the book. <laughs> that Ava made into the series.
0: Let's go. Go ahead, let's, Natalie. Let's go. Uh, what, go ahead, she says. <laughs> she says, after reading your book, we are all richer and wiser for it. Now, that kind of ties into the hubris of the Get On Code show. So the Get On Code show <laughs> is really about empowerment. Is We're focused on empowerment. We say, you know, get on code, share the code, teach the code, be code become the code, our code is empowerment. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. how does this empower us? How does your book empower us?
1: Well, I can tell you how I would, how, what my dream is, which is that, you know, this book did not exist before I made it. And what I wanted was a collection of our accomplishments that we could just see for ourselves that it's not something that we need to listen to anyone else say that we are or aren't anything that we as a community, we should know who our Titans are Um, not just in the public realm, but the people that we can share with our children, the people we can share with our teenagers, with our elders, that, that there are people who have paved the way for us and that we get to be boosted and and feel good as we're moving through life about how much Black Americans have contributed to American society, that we have made American society better.
0: Well, then you answered the question beautifully of how does this lead to empowerment?
1: It bolsters it. It bolsters, yes.
0: It makes it vivid. And, you know, one of the things that we've learned is as we've studied empowerment... Powerful people always create art to celebrate that empowerment, to celebrate their history, to celebrate things that are happening and have happened and become shining lights and beacons. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm.
0: So with that, we move to our next uh, foundational question. You know, what have you done intentionally different from previous generations to make a better life? And this question really kind of talks to the artist and the human in you, more Mm -hmm. so than the book. So go out and buy the book. But this question- Definitely. (laughs) Multiple copies.
1: Multiple (laughs) copies of the book.
0: Buy the book. Buy the book, y'all. But what have you done intentionally different from previous generations to create a better
1: life? Well, I don't know that it's different than previous generations, but I'll tell you what what I did 11 years ago that changed the course of my kind of cultural life and my philosophy- which is that I opened my own business. I work for myself. And so I used to work in the corporate world and I learned a lot. I learned what to do and I learned what not to do. And I have been self-sufficient in this way for 11 years. And I can think and speak clearly about what is on my mind, about what I see. And I, I don't have to restrain myself. I, I get to be verbal and vocal about what does not seem right. And when I am working with clients and something feels off, I don't have to keep it to myself. I can announce it and say it and attend to it and change it. And that is, that, that freedom that I have that I don't take lightly, I, I, I don't take it lightly at all. Uh, I, I feel has given me wings. You know, for me to be able to make this book on my own terms, it is because I felt that that calling that no one gave me permission to do this.
0: I say. and we're talking about this uh, magnum opus, illustrated Black history, and we played this a little earlier. I want to play it again. I think I'll just I'll stop right here. Uh,
1: Gil, Gil Scott-Heron, Scott Heron. the revolution,
0: yes. the revolution will not be revolution. T- Why, go ahead. Why the was revolution. Gil Scott? How did he make the cut? Oprah didn't make the cut, as I said. Rock didn't make the cut. Gil Gil Scott Scott Heron was was
1: one of the first names on my list. What I wanted to do was focus on activists, all the people on the ground floor who have made our society, not the people in the towers. I wanted people on the ground floor, and and what Gil Scott Heron did as an activist, as a musician, as a storyteller it's there's there's just no one better you know and so so that that kind of freedom that kind of liberation that kind of artistry that's what i wanted to celebrate
0: and i it's pick up the book it's celebrated if you want a celebration pick up the book <laughs> hey you just passed your sat test Pick up the book. You just got the <laughs> certification. Pick up the book, right?
1: You just, you just got paid. Pick it up. Just Friday got night.
0: paid. Pick up the book.
1: <laughs> Party hunting, feeling right.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, George, man. Um, I don't have much more time with you. I, it was a really short interview of the time. Pleasure. I really wish I had more yes. time because I know this is I the know. bomb, man. This is the business. Thank you. What Thank are you. some parting thoughts of wisdom that you can share with us? So, well, hey, look, we're saying pick up the book, but what should people also pick up?
1: Um, Trust your instincts in life. Trust your instincts. This trusting my instincts allowed me to make this.
0: Wow. Code keepers. We just had a masterclass in empowerment. I mean, the brother said, hey, I can do for self. Marcus Garvey told us to do that. Elijah and Muhammad told us to do that. Yeshua, Jesus, told us to do that. Do for self. He picked up and he did for self. Yes. So, wow. And there's some bravery that's embedded in that that's not normal. Was there, was there anything, was there any second guessing, was there any tribulation that, um, that you had to overcome to get to the point where you finally did for self?
1: Yes, I'm not going to lie or misrepresent. The first year I worked on this project, I I was racked with insecurity about getting this opportunity, giving this opportunity to myself. I was worried that I was not the right person to be doing it, that somebody else should be doing it. And, you know, I'm surrounded by an incredible Black community and everyone was like, go and get it, do it, do it, do it. And then when I worked it through my system, I have never second guessed my resolve and my purpose.
0: That's so important to understand, Code Keepers. It's it's not easy. It's not easy.
1: But we can do it. Hey,
0: yeah. Brother George, thank you for your thank time. Thank you thank you. Thank, for you. Your, thank you so your much. Contributions and thank hey, you. Godspeed, brother.
1: Godspeed. Thank you.
0: Thank you. All right, Code Keepers, we're out of here. Bye.